We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined every Thursday by Benny Ricciardi as we spotlight the running back and the wide receiver positions for NFL's Week 6 action. You can find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at Rotocurve, Rotowire, or as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS and catch me hosting the Daily Slant DFS show and writing for ProFootballFocus.com. I want to remind you that the Rotowire DFS podcast is now available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you get a chance to rate and review us, please go ahead and do so, and don't forget to share and subscribe. Benny, my man, what's going on? Not too much. Just uh, finalizing up some of these Thursday night rosters for now yes, and uh, watching some of my eSports. <laughs> nice. Grinding and sweating the League of Legends. I love that. You That's know what, it. Benny? I, I, I'm going to already break a rule that I just <clears throat> said, but I'm going to take one minute in doing so, okay? Um. <laughs> Tell me that was not the swaggiest bat flip or bat throw by Jose Bautista that you've ever seen. Yes. You know, it's there's actually a T-shirt going around Twitter right now um, of him hitting the home run, watching the home run, and then the third little picture on the T-shirt is the bat flip. So it's it's pretty epic. I got to say that 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 was a pretty good one. Okay, you have to send me that tweet because that is, uh, you know what? I'm a I've always been a fan of Jose Bautista, but I actually went on 120 Sports yesterday for RotoWire and made him my elite batter play of the day and that you know was being recorded at 10 a.m well before the playoff game so i so so happy that uh he, he went off in that sort of fashion it just made me feel good about nailing a pick like that obviously you're not going to nail picks like that every time but when you hit a home run or he hits a home run for you like that mm-hmm. you gotta feel pretty good yeah that was and that was an epic 
Absolutely. Yeah, tell me that. Yeah, probably you know, maybe the biggest home run he might ever hit in his career. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens in the rest of the playoffs. But regardless of that, we got to talk about um, hitting some home runs for you in some NFL DFS action. So we're going to get into it here at the running back position, Benny. Week six is upon us. Tell me what you got going for your top cash game plays at running back and your top your top GPP plays as well. Um, well, I mean, I think you still got to look at Le'Veon Bell this week. Uh, 8,500 on DraftKings, 9,000 over on FanDuel. I mean, the guy's getting 26 touches a game, 20 carries. He's making six receptions, which is big over on, uh, on DraftKings for you. That's the reason I like him a little more over there. Um, his minimum yardage output so far has been 127 yards. He's had a touchdown in every game so far. He's the focal point of the offense. I mean, he has a floor of around 24 points in this game. And the thing I love about him for cash is, that he's game flow proof. I mean, whether they're winning and he's running the ball or they're losing and he's catching passes out of the backfield, you know, he has a chance to pay off his salary even if the game goes away from the way you kind of expected it to. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense for you overall. I, having said that, I'm just going to say I have him as a top three play, but I don't have him as my top play this week for me personally i gotta go with Devonte freeman i know it's a thursday game so hopefully you guys are loyal listeners and you catch this podcast early we'll definitely tweet it out the link before uh the thursday uh night game action but if you get a chance to roll into your lineups every week you know you know you and i we pick or i'll talk to you about in the pre-show about a a top option that i'm locking to thursday last week it was you know new hopkins um this week that guy's for me is De- is Devonte freeman still priced uh, for instance, on like DraftKings at 7K, overall I think that's super uh, affordable, and he you get a $1,500 discount on Le'Veon Bell. Adrian Peterson is also going to be a strong play for me uh, as well. You see that the Lions are an absolute mess, so I think you can make a case for Matt Forte. So those are those are my four uh, in the sort of top tier as RB ones and DFS. Um, do you have anybody else that cracks that top tier, or, or do you have a similar order? Yeah, I mean, I like I like Forte a lot as well. Um, going up against Detroit, eighth most fantasy points allowed, uh, getting about 25 touches a game, 120 yards. And he's another guy that's game flow proof every down kind of back. And the thing I like about him that I think is going overlooked too is he's averaging over 23 points a game on DraftKings when Cutler is under center. The two worst games he's had this year were when Clawson was under center and they were basically stacking the box against them. So having Cutler back is going to help him out as well. So I really like his price at 71 on, uh, on DraftKings. Um, up at the top end, you know, I'd agree with you. Peterson should see a ton of, a ton of carries. I like him more over on FanDuel because he's not much of a, a pass catcher. Um, I also think Arian Foster could have a decent game here today. Uh, Jags allow a lot of points to fantasy running backs. He, he had 28 touches the last game, nine catches. Um, again, you know, guy who's game flow proof, gonna see his carries no matter what the score is. And um, he doesn't really have anybody to split with because the rest of those running backs kind of proved the first few weeks that they're not worthy of it. So that's pretty much who I'm looking at up at the top end. After that, I think I kind of dropped down to, um, you know, my hometown guy, somebody like Chris Ivory, who's uh, about $7,000 on FanDuel, 5100 over on DraftKings. I know a lot of people are scared away <clears throat> by that Washington rush defense, but they gave up like 170 yards in the last game. You know, I don't think they're all that great. I think the Jets, as the favorite at home, should be running to uh, protect the lead later on in the game. And Ivory's seen 20, 25 carries in those situations already this year. You know, averaging 21 carries, 105 yards, and a touchdown per game. Um, you know, at 5,100 on DraftKings or 7,000 over on FanDuel, I think he's a pretty solid price. Yeah, I actually have him in there in 
my season-long league, so I'm celebrating because I got some injuries, but I'm able to get him in my lineup. And I'll be using him for DFS. I actually created a Thursday lineup for uh, one of my buddies in season-long. He's like, hey, let's play head-to-head uh, matchup on DraftKings, all right? And he's, and he, so he sends me an invite. And he's like, yeah, I got all Broncos in my lineup against your Browns. So <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. I made my optimal lineup, and Devontae Freeman's in there, and Chris Ivory's actually in my flex. I was left with about 5K. Yeah, right there in the flex spot. And I slid, slid Ivory right in there. Um, some other, you know what? I want to get your take on Eddie Lacy because I keep hearing about how he's a tremendous matchup this week. And I'm going to tell you what, taking a look at this game log from, uh, Eddie Lacy, I'm not inspired and it's going to be, a, he's, he's like, um, uh, what is, what is Missouri? Is Missouri the show me state? Yeah. That's, he's, he's Missouri. Right now, okay. Uh, I've, he's got 17 points against the Bears, and then 0.9 points on DraftKings. 0. 0.90. Not that's not you know that's a that's a zero decimal point zero decimal nine. And I, he um, was serviceable in the Kansas City Chiefs game, and then comes back with just 10 points against San Francisco and four and a half points, amazingly on 13 carries against the St. Louis Rams in, in a in a game that they could have ran the ball, and then the game they were up for the majority uh, or up the entire game. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, you tell me, am I supposed to sort of just trust this guy here for week six? You know what? I'm in the same boat that you are. And I know the case that everyone's making for him, that he has a great matchup and he does have a great matchup. Usually running backs do pretty well, mm-hmm. but I, I, I'm the same way. I mean, I just can't, I haven't seen anything out of him that makes me want to use him. You know, I just, I don't see the upside there and it's not like he's cheap. Right. You know, if he was really cheap, I think you can make a case for it. Mm-hmm. But I, I have him nowhere yet, and I don't know if I'm if I'm gonna have him anywhere. To be honest, I, I would much rather play Dion Lewis for fifty eight hundred on DraftKings rather than spend sixty three hundred on Eddie Lacy. You know who also has a good matchup, by the way, Aaron Rodgers against literally everybody. They don't yeah. need to run, <laughs> you know. So that, that that's what I mean. This is the exact same thing I said to people who were t- trying to tell me about Owen Daniels last week. I was like, yeah, you know, all now has got a great matchup. He's playing the Raiders. Raiders get torched by tight ends. All of that makes great sense, except for Peyton Manning doesn't even want to throw to this guy. It's if if, if you if I saw like a, you know, a five for seventy five game at least for the first you know four weeks of the season heading into week five with Owen Daniels, then okay, fine, I'll make a case. Maybe he busts out in this matchup because it's better. But you know who also has a great matchup? Demarius Thomas against everybody. Emmanuel Sanders against everybody. So I just never saw, you know, why they would absolutely just need to sort of game flow to Owen Daniels. And the similar fashion right now, I don't feel like they – Green Bay is not a game flow team. It's not like the Patriots or – actually, the Patriots are just going to do whatever they want right now, which is throw it 50 times and everybody's just going to have to deal with it. They used to be – I think they're less of a game flow team this year than, than ever. But – Eddie Lacy to me isn't a guy that I don't feel like they're making concerted effort to get to get involved. I think he's like a 15 touch guy. Starks is going to get us, uh, you know, six to eight touches, and they're fine with that. I don't. There, there doesn't seem like there needs to be a concerted effort for them to, to to run the ball for any reason at all when Aaron Rodgers is playing at you know a near MVP level. So that's my personal take on it. You know what? Who else is in the um, the doghouse for me this week? Marshawn Lynch. Are you with me? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, even if he does play, they're already talking about him being limited. Stop it. I would almost him rather not play yes. because I think Rolls would have made a pretty solid start if that was the case. Uh-huh. But it does look like Marshawn's going to play, and they're they're already talking about him being limited, so I wouldn't use him either. He's he's not even on my radar. Okay. Another guy in the garbage bin for me this week, 
unless I'm forced to, and I and I think I'm I'm gonna try not to be forced to is uh, Chartandic West. I don't I don't like the whole Nile Davis committee split thing with the people pumping him. It's being guy. Can he have a good game? Sure. Is he probably gonna lead the running backs in touches? Yes, but do we know anything about how it's really going to shake out with the West? What if he ends, averages two yards of carry in the first half and they start feeding the rock to Niall Davis? And you also have DeAnthony Thomas out there who was a running back um, who played that, um, you know, Percy Harvin type role for for Oregon uh, way back in the day uh, in, in his college days. So he might get some work out of the backfield as well. I'm just not super excited about that situation as well. As well. You are getting a cheap price on West, so... I'm going to probably have a share or two. I'm not going to completely fade it, but I'm overall, this is not like, you know, Thomas Rawls last week or Carlos Williams, like everybody was on, you know, two weeks before where you have to have major exposure. Your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I think I would like him a little bit more on DraftKings because I do think he's going to be the pass catching back. So he could pay off that $4,000 real cheap salary over there. Sure. But in the $6,000 range on FanDuel, I'm not going to have any shares of him. Um, basically, for a couple hundred bucks more, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this guy, Lamar Miller is really, really cheap all over this week. And I think with the new coaching staff, they're yes. probably going to try to do something different. I'm more interested in a guy like that than I am a guy like West. What, what are your thoughts on him? Absolutely. I like it. And I think one of the biggest problems that they've had, too, is that, you know, um, Coach Phil, the now newly fired Coach Philbin refused to use Lamar Miller. And if you ever follow like Mike Clay on Twitter, he's like screaming for Lamar Miller to get the ball. They're like, wait a minute. You just spent this entire drive feeding Lamar Miller the rock. He gets you into the red zones and you throw it three times and go three and out in the red zone. He's like screaming. So I'm hoping that Dan Campbell, I think Dan Campbell is, a, if you watch Hard Knocks from a few years ago, you know, he's an old school guy. Right. And I, I kind of feel like he has like a Jeff Fisher mentality. This is just my pure guess because we've obviously never seen him coach a game. But mm-hmm. I think that he's going to be more of a t- traditional pound the rock and take some pressure off of Ryan Tannehill, who's been, who's supposed to, you know, challenge for top five quarterback status this year. And now he's challenging for, you know, first guy, you know, to, you know, don't hit your derriere on the doorstep on the way over to the waiver wire in people's season long leagues. So. I, I'm with you. I'm gonna have. I'll have more shares of probably Lamar Miller than I will of Chartanic West. Yeah, and they're and they're basically the same price on both sites. I mean, you get West for four thousand on DraftKings. Miller's forty two, I think. And he's and, the guy. Yeah, and he, and exactly, and you don't have to worry about him splitting carries with everybody else. He's the number one. And I think on FanDuel they're like two hundred, three hundred bucks apart too. I know Miller is incredibly cheap over there. He's like sixty four. Which for a starting running back is is just obnoxiously cheap on Fanduel, so I definitely think he's someone you guys should look at this weekend. Yeah, and now and to sort of tie a bow here on the running back position, one guy I want to wrap it up, or, or a couple guys I want to wrap it up with. We have a, a number of guys, and you just uh, put me onto one of them this weekend here um, um, today in the pre-show that we need to sort of monitor in terms of injuries and can be potential big factors um down here uh, going into the weekend if the the starters remain out and so the first guy you mentioned here was denard robinson who's right behind tj yeldon so how do you feel about that play um i mean it all it really all depends on how the injury situation works out but again the reason people like yeldon last week is because denard robinson wasn't there and he was going to get a lot of volume so if you have the opposite situation this week where yeldon's not there you got to figure that Robinson's going to get the volume. So for a cheap price, I definitely think you got to look at him. Yeah, Denar Robinson near minimum salary 
on FanDuel is minimum salary on DraftKings. So it makes a ton of sense, and it's a good uh, matchup against Houston. You saw what Denard Robinson uh, was able to do to Houston. He clowned them a couple weeks ago. And um, Denard Robinson has a similar sort of scat back who can make, um, you know, can break a big play and be effective out of the backfield. I'm not trying to compare him to Devontae Freeman because, to me personally, Devontae Freeman is the top five running back in, in the NFL right now. Uh, and that sound, that may sound strong, but it also maybe isn't saying much when you have so many other running backs like Eddie Lacy and Marshawn Lynch and all these other, and Jamal Charles out for the season, all these running backs that have busted, uh, in the, in the first round this season. So, uh, the second guy I want to talk to you about is Buck Allen, who I think is potentially interesting. Well, no, Justin Forsett has a more optimistic prognosis. I don't know if, I haven't seen the practice report on him for Thursday just yet, but he's also a guy who missed, um, uh, Wednesday and was battling, I believe, an ankle injury, left the, the, the fourth quarter of the week five action. Are you interested in Buck Allen for week six? I mean, again, it's going to depend on the news that comes out about Forsett, but with Talia Farrow being ruled out for the year right now and being put on IR, you know, I mean, Allen's basically the number two running back over there. So if you find out that Forsett is limited or he's going to be out, I think Allen's another interesting guy you got to look at at min price. Okay, so now let's talk about these two. You have um, Denard Robinson, let's say they're both available to you and you've got one spot to fill between Denard Robinson and, and Buck Allen. Who do you choose? I I mean, I think that I would have a little more faith in Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it, it would also depend on Forsett and Yeldon. Like, if I had to fill that spot today, right now, on like a Thursday locked FanDuel game and I wanted to use one of those two... Mm-hmm. I would probably use Denard Robinson over Allen because I think he'll have both a better chance to play. And if he does play, I think he'll get, you know, he'll get more work, to be honest. I think he'll get more carries, more catches if he does play. So he's definitely higher on the list than Allen for me. In your spot, I would, uh, I, I would, I, I think you're absolutely correct when speaking about Fandle. I think the better answer is don't play him on Fandle. You know, lock, if you want to play a Thursday lineup, play it on DK where you have the, the Sunday swap, and you can get all the the injury information. The other thing too, Buck Allen facing San Francisco, forty three hundred on DraftKings because he has gotten some work and some of the uh, you know uh, a sprinkle of carries here and there. Whereas Denard Rumson didn't even play last week, and you have to pay thirteen hundred more for for Buck Allen. So between those two, uh, I think for and you know adding the fact, like you said, that it's more likely Denard Robinson if you have to make a decision or a guess right now is going to be the player who gets more work, or even if Yeldon plays, is going to be more in the mix, or if they both play, like Forsett plays as well, you're probably best off um, with Denard Robinson given the matchup um, against Houston rather than going with Baltimore going on the road at San Francisco. So something now else. Said, Go ahead. You said Allen's 43, so he's more expensive than Lamar Miller? Yeah. Yeah, that, in that case, just play Lamar Miller. We, we don't even have <laughs> okay. to talk about it. Go ahead. All right, fine. You know what we could do? We can go, let's, let's go super value running back this week on one lineup. We'll go Buck Allen, Lamar Miller, and Denard Robinson, and then we'll, we'll play Patriots in the rest of our lineups. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay. There you go. Patriots and Hopkins. Ho- there you go. Patriots, Hopkins, super value running back. Let me know how that works out. So you can send your tips to, um, at BennyR11. <laughs> we'll, we'll split it amongst ourselves. All right, uh, let's go ahead and dig into some wide receiver plays. Who you got up top for cash and GPP? Well, you know, speaking of, the guy who I have as my number one this week is going to be Denard Hopkins. 
I mean, he's basically just seeing an obnoxious amount of targets right now. He's leading the league with 14.8 targets per game. He's averaging about eight catches, 115 yards. He's getting um average of one red zone look a game as well. And he is targeted on 30% of the routes that he runs, which is the sixth highest in all of the NFL right now. And he's still at a discount to some of the top guys that you have to pay up for. He's gotten up to like fourth or fifth place on the list though. So he's not as big a discount as he had been. But I think I'd still rather have him than a banged up Odell Beckham. Um, and Antonio Brown, if, if Michael Vick is still his quarterback and a banged up Julio Jones. So to me, he's the top guy on the, on the list. All right. Well, Jeff Erickson agrees with you. He has DeAndre Hopkins ranked up top, number one among wide receivers. I actually like his number nine guy, Brandon Marshall against Washington has a great cornerback matchup. And, um, Washington has actually been more than serviceable against the run. They've held their own. Uh, but I expect Brandon Marshall to, ex- I th- believe he has Chris Culliver matched up against him and yep. that, that should be a, a juicy matchup for, for Brandon Marshall. So he's going to be one of my anchor plays at, at wide receiver. Also, I'm buying some insurance um, on uh, some Giants wide receivers. So I think um, – is it Gary Harris? Who's, Dwayne Harris. Oh, Dwayne Harris. Sorry. Yes. Gary Harris is a shooting guard for the Denver Nuggets. Yes, he used to play for Michigan State. I love them. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, Odo Beckham Jr. Looks like he's probably going to play, but one of these two are – they're both questionable and then – um, one of them may miss, so Dwayne Harris could be a potential guy. But if Dwayne Harris gets paired with Odo Beckham Jr. and Odo Beckham Jr. plays, I think it's going to be just Target City all over the place for him. Hopefully, he gets matched up against Byron Maxwell, and they can just um, make it rain. Um, for for the sixth consecutive week, I will have an Eli Manning to Odo Beckham Jr. stack in my GPPs. So yeah, that won the Millie Maker last week. Yeah. There you go. So it's definitely reasonable. Um, I agree with you completely on the Brandon Marshall pick. He actually is the number two I have on my list right behind Hopkins. Three straight 100-yard games, seven catches on 11 targets. Great matchup for him. Culliver's actually banged up too. He may not even play. Um, I actually hope he does because he's already a bad corner, and if he's banged up, it's only going to be better for him. So I really like that play. I also kind of like um, – Larry Fitzgerald again this week, uh, averaging seven catches a game, 100 yards and a touchdown. Pittsburgh has a really good rush defense, but teams have been passing all over them. And, you know, that's kind of the way that teams have been attacking them. So I think Fitz is going to be in a good spot, has a good matchup against uh, William Gay or Antoine Blake. He has six inches and 20 pounds on both of those guys. So in the red zone, he's going to be somebody they look for. He gets catches, he gets yards. Red zone looks. He's been scoring touchdowns. Um, 7,000 on DraftKings. I think he's only 75 on FanDuel, too. I think that's a pretty fair price, easy to fit him in. So I'm a big fan of Fitzgerald as well. And like you said, Dwayne Harris, if you're playing on DraftKings, 3,100, um, he's the Willie Sneed of this week for me. I think he's probably going to have a pretty big game because I do think Randall's going to wind up sitting out. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about, like, Jamison Crowder down there as well? Well, obviously, Willie Sneed, I mean – you guys who are playing Thursday night games, Willie Sneed on DraftKings is 3,300. Uh, 21 catches on 30 targets since he's taken over. Had 11 targets last week. I mean, he's definitely somebody I would look at if you're playing Thursday lock games. But for the weekend, I think Crowder's another interesting guy. What do you think about him? I like Crowder. I, 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 I like him more if Deshaun Jackson sits. So mm-hmm. I sort of, we need to, I'm, I'm pressing pause on that to see how that ends up shaking out with the Thursday and the Friday practice reports. So, um, 
that's the issue that I, that's the only issue I have with that in, in general. But he looks like he's sort of slotted into that Jordan Reed type of role, getting a lot of underneath work, and um, you know, in full point PPR and DraftKings, it makes it makes a ton of sense. Uh, f- for me, I'm with you on the on the Willie Snead call there as well. I got a couple other value wide receivers that I want to mention, but before we do that, we have to quickly let you know that if you are starting your weekly fantasy uh, game and you're looking at your fantasy opponent and thinking to yourself, I would love to just challenge one of his players, but not his entire team. But your fantasy sports service doesn't allow you to. Now you can get to the all new No Halftime app. No Halftime app allows you to create individual challenges using players or teams. For example, you can pit Odell Beckham Jr. versus Megatron, LeBron versus Mello, Trout versus A-Rod. You can do Benny versus myself. Okay, you can't really do that, but you can do all the rest. Uh, creating a challenge takes seconds, and accepting challenges is even easier. No halftime challenges can be private or public and created for NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, college football, college basketball, and other sports. Join today and get started. Real money and fantasy supremacy awaits you. Visit NoHalftime.com for more information and download the No Halftime app on your iPhone and Android device. Receive a bonus by entering the promo code ROTOWIRE at signup. No Halftime, where the fancy sports season never takes a break. All right, now we're going to take a break from that raid and get back into some elite plays. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I haven't seen this being talked about too much, but I probably should be talked about more. Jeff Erickson has Jamarius Thomas ranked second overall on Denver uh, at Cleveland. No Joe Hayden, still in concussion protocol. I think they've all but ruled him, ruled him out already. And we know that Cleveland, I believe, is coming in ranked as the second worst defense overall um, in the game through the first five weeks of the season. I do have concerns about noodle arm Peyton Manning. And his, uh, you know, his arm turning from a cannon to a water balloon in, in 2015. But I still think that he, Demarius Thomas just is such an, an elite play versus a defense that hasn't been able to stop people for the most part that you have to give him consideration. Your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, I have the same concerns about Manning, to be honest. But I do think Demarius is not a bad play. I don't know if I can pay up for him, though. I mean, if I'm paying up top, like I said, I, I'd rather go after Hopkins then maybe come down to you know the guys in that in that lower range like a like a Marshall or a, or a Fitz. I think I'd rather be paying up at running back with all the the running backs that we have this week. So other than trying to fit Hopkins in, I just I don't see I don't see paying up for Demarius. I mean, even if he has a good game, we haven't seen him have like a ten or twelve catch. 150-yard, two-touchdown game this season. And I'm not sure if, if anybody on the Denver offense is going to do that this year. I mean, they're winning games, you know, 24 to 10 and, you know, 19-13 and stuff like that. So, I mean, I understand he's getting seven, eight targets a game, nine targets a game sometimes. I mean, uh, nine catches a game, but I don't know. I can't spend up for Demarius this week. All right, fair enough. Uh, I like the fact that you, you went against me because I don't want people – going on twitter and say oh benny and josh Jones congratulating each other on great pick after great pick so you know that's that's totally fine with me i think i want i want to share too because being a cleveland fan i just seen this happen too much everybody who you know you should shut down they're supposed to shut down and they don't so you know you knew that keen Allen had been making making hay and they had you know uh wide receiver issues they still let the ladarius green burn them for a td and keen Allen for like a 50 yard bomb and they've been having you know they're letting splash plays underneath go f- like five yard passes go for 50 and they you know they did the same thing happen to, to them with justin Forsett last week and danny woodhead two weeks ago so uh i just don't have a ton of faith in what they've been able to do defensively have um and on top of that paul kruger 
uh, and Bar- slash Barkevius Mingo. Scott Solomon was supposed to be their secret weapon coming off the edge, you know, as a defensive end with, you know, sack rush ability. He's out for the season. Uh, and their second round pick, Nate Orchards, has zero sacks. So, uh, there's just really no passwords to speak of. So everybody who has concern about Peyton Manning, he has more time to throw his softballs this week. Just keep that in mind if you're, if you're looking at some, some Denver offense. In that same vein, I think we need to also quickly flip back to running backs and mention Ronnie Hillman, 4,600 on DraftKings against Cleveland. I'm in this week. I know it's not a great offensive line, but every running back has, has fared quite well so far this season. Well, I mean, even with the exception of Melvin Gordon, but it didn't matter because uh, Philip Rivers was burning them in the past game. But if you take a look at Justin Forsett, Latavius Murray, Chris Ivory, every running back has produced quite well, and that's that's a great discount at 4,600. You're actually going to find him in my uh, punt play article uh, for Pro Football Focus uh, coming up tomorrow. So keep an eye out for that. All right, back to wide receivers. We've sort of covered some of the top options here. Uh, let's slide down to the middle and maybe down to the bottom. Who do you like from a value perspective? Uh, let's see. Fandle or DraftKings? Let's do Fandle because we've been pumping DK like like we work for them or like somebody okay. works for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, uh, you know, guys, some of the guys that have been sticking out to me, I like uh, Eric Decker at 6,100 over there. I think he could have a good game. Um, I think the Jets are going to have a good game through the air, so he's not a bad choice. Um, I'm still a fan of Rashard Matthews. I mean, this guy has been playing really, really well this year. And Tennessee's run defense has been pretty tough, which is probably why Lamar Miller is so cheap. Um, but I think that Matthews could make some plays again in this game. I also think, depending on how the Chicago wide receiver situation works itself out, you got uh, Marquez Wilson down there at 54. He's an option that you can look at. Um, there was one other guy. Oh, we already talked about uh, Dwayne Harris, right? Yeah, so Dwayne Harris would be the other guy um, that I had on my list for the cheapies over on Fandle. Okay, so I think we've sufficiently covered um, the majority of these b- breakout options uh, in terms of you know wide receivers and running backs. Anybody like super deep that we can you know take a look at? Uh, like I don't know, I've, I'm tired of going to the well with Tyler Lockett because Russell Wilson has just struggled so much, and Carolina has has a solid D. Anybody else that we can um, uh, take a look at? Um, did you actually mention Marcus Wilson, by the way? Yes, I did say Wilson. Okay, yeah. I thought you did. So that was one of the guys I was going to bring up. Yeah. Um, 4K mm. on DraftKings. I know we would talk about FanDuel, but um, I just had DraftKings up on my price board. So uh, 5,400 uh, on, on FanDuel uh, there as well. And for those of you who play on Yahoo, $11. $1 above minimum, uh, minimum salary. So uh, Marcus Wilson. I, I, actually, I think we need to maybe dig in a little bit deeper with some of these bears here because Detroit has been such a mess that maybe we'll, um, you know, uh, need to take a second look. Is there anybody else, um, does Bennett interest you? I know we're not really talking tight ends uh, today, but um, is it just Bennett and Marcus Wilson, or can we make a case for anybody else? Well, I mean, I like I like Forte as well. And then, again, if Alshon Jeffries play, I mean, he's always a guy that's, that's in play. So if Jeffries is going to play and they're not talking about, you know, limiting his snaps to only third downs and red zones or something crazy like that, I mean, like he would be a guy who I would be looking at as a guy who might, you know, kind of fly under the radar that has big, uh, you know, big game upside to catch a couple touchdowns. All right, so yeah, I'm just trying to look at some of these other options. Cameron Mer- Meredith. I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't know a ton yeah. about him, but he went four for fifty-two. And yeah. um, let's see here. Well, Bell- Bellamy started last week, right? Jo- Didn't he get hurt? Joshua Bellamy went six for thirty-one. 
So he looks like he was getting uh, pretty heavily targeted, and he's got a great first name, which means he's probably borderline elite. <laughs> so um, I think I think he got banged up though. He he might be like questionable for this game. He got that's what I'm saying. Their wide receiver core is really really a mess this week, which is why I kind of like Wilson because he's literally like the only guy standing. Uh, let's see here. Josh Bellamy practice report limited in Wednesday's practice. Um, uh, do we have an update on Alshon Jeffrey? By the way, uh, the last thing I saw. Oh, limited, was limited practice limited, Wednesday. Yeah. So, but they are expecting him to play this week. But they've expected him to play every week too. That's why I'm like, I don't know, you know, until I actually see it or until he until he gets a practice in full. Really, you got to kind of still think that there's a chance you don't see him on Sunday. Okay. I'm with you for the for the most part. So Marcus Wilson is the only person I'm, I'm really going to trust. I think uh, Eddie Royal, if we can update him, this is what we're supposed to do on tomorrow's show. Yeah, <laughs> so he's a he's another one that that, that missed practice. That's what I'm saying. Like their 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 wide receiver core is is so up in the air right now. Yeah, Eddie Royal did not practice Wednesday, so and we're we're here, you know, early 2 p.m. Uh, on Thursday, so we don't have all the full practice parts, but we will have all of that information for you tomorrow. Uh, on the podcast. Before we get out of here, Benny, running back or wide receiver, super duper home run play that no, that's like, you know, no one is going to be on. Uh, you can just pick any position. If you don't want to narrow it down to running back or wide receiver, just go ahead and pull it out of your hat. Um, well, one guy who I'm going to be a little bit interested in if he does play this week is, uh, Nelson Ag- Aguilar from Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Giants secondary is not something that scares me. I think that game's going to be high scoring and a lot of passing. And, uh, if Aguilar gets in, I think he's going to be somebody that, uh, could be a cheap owned flyer that could wind up with a touchdown or two. Okay. Uh, fair enough. For me, I think if I'm going to go all the way down the line there, um, a lot of, there's been a lot of talk about Ty Montgomery on Pro Football Focus. He's near minimum salary, right? Basically across the board. Still to have a solid matchup. I really haven't seen enough from him personally, but I know Chris Collinsworth likes him, and um, he. Uh, there's uh, been a, a number of cases made, to, you know, for wide receiver cornerback matchup wise. And I think that you can never completely rule about anybody out um, in the Packers passing game, especially with um, Kansas City having to travel on the road without Jamal Charles in that matchup. Um, is it, no, is it, is it, it's not Kansas City this week that the Packers are facing. Who is it? Um, uh, hold on one second. It, it now, is, now you just lost me. Oh, no, they San have Diego. San Diego. San Diego, yeah. San Diego, I believe, has graded out. Uh, flip, flipping over here to pass coverage. Um, yeah, they are overall third in overall defense third worst uh just just ahead of the browns and the bucks so um that's going to be a juicy matchup uh overall and if that if their top corner is going to get matched up against randall cobb and james jones and their plus matchups i can only imagine how good of a matchup it could potentially be for ty montgomery so it looks like you're you're going to um, potentially get some good value uh there mm-hmm. montgomery on um benny's home site DraftKings. Uh, <laughs> 3500 super cheap. Get in there. Get you some uh, Ty Montgomery. All right. That is going to wrap it up for the Rotowire DFS podcast for today. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. We'll have the full uh, Friday practice report updates or Thursday practice report updates and, and with Friday ones as to trickle in as we're doing that show. And we'll have a ownership presented, uh, percentage report provided to uh, you guys by our own Benny Ricciardi, breaking down all the top plays in terms of um, – 
ownership and under ownership and who you can potentially target to make hay in your GPP and cash games lineups for week six. Don't forget to follow Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and send all your comments, complaints, and questions to me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. You can subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher, download, rate, review us, and let all your friends know that we've got a great show. Thanks for everybody. Thanks to everybody for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.